Well, good morning. Today is Monday, March 14th, and the world is still intact. Uh, I'm coming to you here at the Wired for Danger, Dangerous Freedom podcast. And what I wanted to do with you today, uh, first is to give you a caveat. I've got a fire going, so that's crackling. I have a very precarious uh, microphone balancing act going on. If you could see what I was doing, you'd laugh. Uh, And I have a dog that's chasing a rabbit around through the windows outside that may start barking at any moment. So for those of you who have been here a while, you know I can't edit these just yet. And so you just get the live and uncut, unedited version. So we're going to start with a deep breath because there is a lot going on. I'm going to do a second video, I mean a second podcast, but... So this is going to be a two-part podcast. Uh, The first part will be public and for everybody, and the second part will be for the paid uh, subscribers here at Wired for Danger or the Patreon members. And the reason I'm splitting it is it's really one idea, two ways to focus, and that is how to look at the stress of it all and decide what should you really be doing. And there is a huge separation between an intellectual understanding of the events, the statistics, the facts, the indicators, the signs, the warnings, and then the emotional component of having it be real and knowing what kind of decisions to make. And I don't have an answer for you because I'm having that same internal struggle. Like what's, what is true for me? Uh, what should I be doing? What's me overreacting? What's real? What's not real? When intellectually I can see all the flags, I can see the pacing, I can see uh, people telegraphing or just outright telling you what they are going to do while the emotional side of me is still screaming, yeah, but I don't want that. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to think about it. I don't want that. And you've heard me say that over and over again, but I can't think of any day that it's more important here on the Ides of March Eve of tomorrow. Now, I have been following all kinds of things, trying to get a a handle on what's true and what's actually coming down the pike. And Uh, You know, I gather my data from a lot of different people, a lot of different sources. You have to do a lot of weeding out of people's personal opinions and their own belief systems, how they filter information. It's very difficult to figure out what is true and what is not true because we are all operating with a different set of perceptions and beliefs. And because that's true, it's very difficult to even recognize what is a fact and what is a belief or what is a filtered perception of a fact putting it in a way that we are comfortable with because by nature humans do not like uncertainty and we have done our best to control everything around us so we have the minimum amount of uncertainty now on a personal level I will tell you I had a big old screaming get out of here now moment uh, on Wednesday last week and there are the rabbits back it's a huge jackrabbit if you have never seen a jackrabbit I wish you could see how fast they run it's just breathtaking but 
I had a, like, I need to get out now. And as you know, I've been trying to find a place to go for a year. And I had had a temporary plan in place where I was going to come scout around in New Mexico a little bit. I was going to, you know, find what my options were and then go back to Arizona and kind of think about things. And, well, for whatever reason, I just had a, you need to go now. Well, I know why, because Russia issued a warning that was exceedingly cryptic and everything in me was just like, no, don't get separated from your stuff. So take your trailer with you. And through circumstances that I don't have control over, somehow I landed in a really good place, which I will maybe, because you know, you never know. I've only been here a few days, but, uh, but more than I could have ever hoped for. So I am looking back and saying, well, there was no emergency, so what difference does it make? And that is the catch, because we tend to say, okay, is that crying wolf, or was that me acting on my intuition, or was that me being emotionally reactive? And one of the dangers is, when you learn how to follow your guidance system, your personal guidance system may be having you avoid something you don't want to experience but you don't know that it worked because you didn't have the experience and so then you begin to doubt and question your guidance system or you follow your guidance system and then something awful happens and then you really begin to doubt your internal guidance system and that just makes this whole intellectual emotional decision-making process exceedingly complex and I want to tie that then into the nervous system because that's really what this is all about over here on this platform is really understanding how we are individually wired and we talk about it a lot we talk about how we all have all three stress response we have fight flight and freeze Uh, And we usually have a primary default nervous system response when we are faced with imminent danger. Now, when that danger is not imminent or it's not clear or it is ambiguous or like right now it's screaming, you know, everything in me is screaming, I don't want this, we tend to utilize one of our secondary defenses. So, you know, my primary is fight, so I move into the danger when it's clear and present, but right now it's abstract and obscure and uncertain, and so I find I move more into the freeze and running away categories. So you'll have to make those decisions for yourself because, again, we all have all three, and we all have different perceptions and beliefs, and we all have limitations. You know, you can't just do exactly what you want to do whenever you want to do it and that's the caveat and so developing a strong internal guidance system is very powerful but it becomes exceedingly difficult to navigate with that when there's so much chaos and so much uncertainty and that's why I call it sort of riding the wave surfing the wave of uncertainty because if you haven't built up a good relationship with your internal guidance system, whether you want to call it your intuition, your feelings, your intellect, whatever you want to call it, your higher self, your spirit, your guides, your angels, whatever you want to call it, your prayers, uh, there is a guidance system within us, but 
it's ex it's really hard to trust it when you don't know what's actually happening around you and sort of the second piece of that was where I landed I have no cell phone or internet uh, I have half a bar I figured out I have half a bar before the sun rises and uh, I can't I can't call but I can get a little bit of web page loading so I could see if we were still you know on the planet but I've been today is Monday so I have been Friday Saturday Sunday without being connected like I have been for the last year with the best cell data connection I've ever had so it's been really shocking to know all these things are going on out in the world and I have no idea what's happening and so that's the second piece of how you operate with your internal guidance system is how dependent are you on all the external data points that are being factored in you know one of the things I most rely on is the weather report because you know I do so much of my life outside I have to know I like to know when it's you know the, what the weather is so that I can need to bring stuff in or if it's going to be cold or rainy or you know I a lot of my life is dependent on the elements and so the more information I have about the elements the more I can function you know in a way that's not uh, all crisis and chaos well not having access to that is very disruptive and I you did buy a book talking about how to read the signs so that you could get a sense of what's coming but I've thought about this you know my entire process about not if I didn't know what what the weather was going to bring like how difficult that would be in terms of uh, making decisions and you know the answer to that is a strong internal guidance system and always being prepared never letting your supplies get low right so you really operate from a much different perspective than thinking that you have information and data points to look to and we're not used to that we are our environment is controlled our information is available uh, and so our guidance system isn't usually something that we have highly attuned because we don't have to because we have all these other systems in place and it's it's really difficult when your nervous system is highly activated in the stress response and what's interesting uh, for just I think I've said this before is uh, in addition the higher testosterone levels you have male or female the more paranoid your perceptual experience is so there may or may not be danger but if you have a lot of testosterone you're more likely to interpret what's going on around you as dangerous which is why it's you know can be hard to have uh, to make good decisions because you don't know what your internal influences always are that's why it's always good to have more than one person so you have more than one perspective which is really you know all I can share with you here and now and so the third thing we want to talk about in our stress response with what's going on in the, this terrible moment of uncertainty is that when you have long-term stresses it's very difficult to know what's real because you're you're overextended like the, the the stress response is only technically supposed to be on for 30 minutes so you peak 
your uh, peak effectiveness is at 30 minutes then you so you're at baseline uh, your peak effectiveness of your stress response is at 30 minutes then it drops back to zero foundation after 30 minutes so after 60 minutes of stress now you're into a negative effect which is compromising of your immune system and so it's really important to not be stressed out and it's almost impossible to not be stressed out in this moment of great uncertainty and for those who choose the freeze response who are who don't want to know what's happening my experience is that there's still a lot of underlying anxiety that is not named because there's still that internal guidance system that's trying to get your attention which is what often that anxiety is I'm always fascinated that people you know in terms of professionally people always wanted to get rid of their anxiety without addressing the underlying cause and sometimes it's as simple as you know too much caffeine or not enough protein you know sometimes it's super simple but I remember uh, when I worked on a crisis hotline this woman called in and she was so anxious and she was so desperate uh, for help but she didn't know what to do and you know I didn't know what a real situation was and so uh, after she hung up I don't even remember what we talked about but her husband called <laughs> after like three minutes on the phone with him I w- he was so creepy and so controlling and so like evil I wanted to call her back and say lady you are not crazy that guy is scary you need to just get in the car and drive away because he triggered all my anxiety like I could just feel like you know red alarm bells going off you know danger zone danger zone and so uh, you know we recognize our fear as an a stress response trigger but the anxiety that I think so many people have become accustomed to uh, and self-medicating uh, or through prescription medicating to make it go away without really addressing the underlying cause so I think a lot of people who don't want to know what's happening out in the world are also experiencing uh, a lot of anxiety whether it's conscious or unconscious and so uh, these are all warning signals from your internal guidance system which is saying you know you need to look you need to look you need to look and you don't want to look and so that's what that anxiety is Uh, and the fight the flight response you know the people who want to run away they feel the anxiety they don't want to deal with it and so like how can I just get really really far away from it Uh, and sometimes like me getting in the car and just throwing everything in and driving over here immediately sometimes flight running away is the appropriate (laughs) response and uh, for anybody who's uh, watched some of my other stuff you may or may not have heard me say you know I was in a physical location that wasn't safe it wasn't immediately in danger but had something catastrophic happened I was not in a safe place and I knew that and I knew I needed to to get out and it's interesting you know now that I'm back in New Mexico I am so far away from everything I'm nervous about the world being normal being so far away from everything uh, versus if everything shuts down I'm so far away from everything well it's a better place to be there's nobody that's going to be driving back up here 
you know, once the gas goes around, uh, just trying to see what they could find. It's not worth the effort to come this far away from uh, real life. And so it's sort of a reverse anxiety, like, well, if the world stays normal, I'm so far away from everything, especially if gas goes up, you know, I'm totally screwed. I can't take care of myself. So uh, it is always a wild ride. So the point of today is to really start paying attention to what's going on with you internally because at some point in all of this, regardless of which primary response your nervous system has, without understanding that as danger becomes more imminent or immediate or in the midst of, your best hope is trusting your internal guidance system and that always takes practice and so I hope that's something that you guys are comfortable with but right now start paying attention to what your guidance system is telling you and that is through the nervous system are you anxious are you peaceful are you angry are you guilty are you fearful are you just uh, in a coma you know I don't want to think I don't want to see I don't want to feel this is all your nervous system trying to get your attention because not only is there a lot of uh, energy in the ethers both positive and negative it's not all bad news there's a lot of stuff going on so part of that uncertainty is the fact that it's not certain right like it's easy if there's a tidal wave coming because you know it's just coming there's no stopping it but when you have humans part of the process uh, making decisions you know constantly the the energetic flux is very disruptive and so what's true in the morning might not be true in the afternoon and so it's not just as simple as uh, just making a decision and then you're done and one of the reasons I was so focused on parkour uh, several years ago and I still wish I could do it is that to me that's the perfect example of what your nervous system and your intuition should be giving you or your inner guidance is that the whole point of parkour is to get to point A to point B but to be able to face and adapt to any obstacle and you don't know what the obstacle is until you run up to it. Now the when you watch the videos those guys practice over and over and over again you know to make the video look cool but in real life if you were running away from something your entire parkour skill set, your entire history, all your muscle memory, all your practice would allow you to just navigate any kind of terrain so you wouldn't have to know what was happening you would just automatically be able to manage what needed to be managed in front of you do you need to jump over that rail do you need to climb that building do you need to jump off that roof like all those things would just be part of your process they wouldn't be obstacles that you would have to stop and think about and contemplate and problem solve Uh, and most of us are very slow in our problem solving like okay let me study it let me examine it and in crisis when your nervous system is jacked up we don't have the ability to sit down and process those things slowly so that's this internal guidance system you know in conjunction with your nervous system is how you get through these moments 
Now, I started this with a huge disconnect between the mental aspect and the emotional aspect of what's happening and I don't want this. And so we're all in that. I was listening to a guy uh, talk about the economy this morning and, you know, he had that filter, right? He lives, he was, you know, his focus is on making money and assets and he has an understanding of what's going to happen within the economy but he's like, oh, well, in six months, you'll be able to make a fortune as he lives in California in one of the most expensive places in the whole country. So if he really understood what was happening and he had plenty of money, he would not be sitting in the most vulnerable place, one of the most vulnerable places in the whole country. So we all have different filters and beliefs and perceptions and comforts. Uh, and we all within that have knowledge and insight and skills. So you know, the trick is how you factor and filter and combine all that. But where we all get stuck is in the emotional response to the intellectual answer. So, you know, when the tidal wave is coming, some, I, you know, I talked about this in my survival solution workbook, if any of you got that. The, the opening pages are exactly this point. You know, the, you have 30 people on a boat and the boat's tied up to the harbor uh, and all of a sudden it's on fire. Every one of those people is going to react in a different way. You know, some people are going to run around scream fire, fire, but they're not going to do anything. Some people are just going to sit down and close their eyes and cry. Some people are going to jump into the water even though the pier is right there. <clears throat> some people are going to jump on the pier and run like gangbusters. Some people will start, you know, getting water trying to put the fire out. So, uh, some people, you know, are going to knock you down so they can get out. So everybody has a different response in a dangerous situation. Uh, and what makes now so difficult is what I had just talked about, is there's, you know, 50 different scenarios. It's not just a single scenario that's coming towards us. So when I shared that podcast with you in the primary question, if you want to go back, uh, the title is called, uh, there's only, you know, the most important question now is, do I want to survive? Uh, most of us will always have an instinct to survive in a crisis, but at a subconscious level, the less we want to survive, the less likely we are going to take steps to help ourselves uh, in, a be- in a better way, meaning, uh, you know, fewer preparations making fewer decisions when it's easy to do them versus, you know, it's either run or die. If it's run or die, you know, most people will just start running. Few people will freeze up, but most people will just start running away. So uh, we're getting closer and closer to those moments. You can think, you know, kind of what's going on in Ukraine. Like you don't have a choice. You have to make a decision. Do you go into the bomb shelter? Do you try to run away? Do you choose to fight? Do you just choose to hide in the corner and hope your house doesn't get hit? Uh, We all have a lot of options, but emotionally right now, the train wrecks that are coming at us are so big, like everything is still in me screaming, I don't want this. And I can imagine, you know, the same is true for most of you who are willing to look at what's actually coming to us. And I find I don't like to tell other people because what if I'm wrong right what if I'm wrong and everything's okay and uh, and at the same time you know nothing would make me happier 
than being wrong. But I find every day that's passing, there's more and more and more indicators that are saying, like this this hammer is coming down, even on a good day, this hammer's coming down. Uh, but at the same time, the other thing I'm seeing, and these are the two things I want to talk about in the second podcast, is uh, the hammer is falling really fast. And so there's some super practical things that we all need to just start doing if we want to survive this. And the second thing that's happening is there is a shifting to what we're calling, other people are calling a parallel economy. So, uh, you know, you've heard me say my three things for this year are remember who you are, how to get through, and building what's next. And the paradigm that I see emerging that's positive is going under the labels of parallel economy and commodity-based trading or value. So moving away from money as we know it and into commodity, meaning uh, something you can touch, something you can feel. Uh, having the collapse of the petrodollar, meaning that the economy at this point in time is all based on oil and the American dollar, those two things will go away and a commodity-based resource global economy and local, because this will work both ways at the tiny level and the macro level, will be based on stuff you can use. Food like wheat, corn, rice, uh, cooking oil is a big one right now, and Uh, metals, not just precious metals, all metals. And so uh, I'm going to talk about those two things in the second podcast, but uh, this version is your nervous system. And the most important things you can do right now to trust your decision-making through this process is understanding what your nervous system is telling you and trusting your emotional processing so that you can find your inner guidance and not get stuck in just the overwhelming I don't want this and I'm going to tell you I am super stuck in that right now myself and so uh, you know step one is always just uh, acknowledging what's real Uh, step two then becomes okay what am I going to do about it so this is step one this is Uh, okay, this is real, this is happening, there's big things going on, Uh, this ball has started to roll, Uh, nobody knows how many pins are going to get knocked down at the end of the aisle here, but it's probably not going to go in the gutter, some some pins are going to go down, if not all of them, and so tomorrow could be a really big day, or, you know, the Ides of March, or tomorrow could be just another March 15th, you know, across the annals of time that did not ever mean anything. So I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping that I can get this loaded up today. It's just a challenge beyond all challenges to uh, figure out when you're in a brand new place with all kinds of new limitations. But super grateful that I landed in a place where I feel relatively safe. There are a few things that are not safe here, so uh, we're still evaluating uh, whether we're going to stay or not. But with that, I wanted to touch base. I wanted to say hello. I wanted to give you some good things to think about because we are at that critical juncture where the luxury of time is fast uh, passing away 
and there's an immediacy in terms of our decision making and it's our emotional uh, reactions that will get in the way regardless of what our nervous system will do so our emotions will overpower the instincts of our nervous system if we don't understand that process we don't understand ourselves uh, and we don't trust and we're not willing to hear what those two voices in us are trying to tell us so with that I hope you have a super fabulous day uh, and I my friends will see you in part two if you are not subscribed maybe you'll think about doing that who knows uh, your five bucks may be the last five bucks I ever earn in the whole world because who knows what tomorrow will bring so uh, have a super great day and I my friends will see you next time <laughs>